State of the American League Central. Tuesday, May 3rd, Jack McMullen, Ryan Miller, who just got done with a scouting assignment, dude. Is that is that fun? Like, do you feel good when you hop on the phone with your parents and it's like, guys, I was on <laughs> a scouting assignment this weekend? Um, I don't think I've ever said that in a phone call yet, but it is pretty cool getting to watch baseball and leaning or, you know, building towards a career that I can get paid for. Right now, I'm not getting paid. Just helping out, getting some experience under my belt. But yeah, yeah I mean, traveling for it, it's, it's pretty cool. Welcome to internships in 2022. Well, before yeah. that, I, I did so many internships where I got paid invaluable experience. So that's that. Intern Ryan back with us. Uh, American yes. League Central. This is a really interesting division. You got Minnesota as the division leader at 13 and nine. That's four over 500. Uh, and then you got Cleveland three back, the White Sox four, and Detroit and Kansas City both five and a half. So Minnesota's 13 and nine, Cleveland 10 and 12, the White Sox nine and 13, and Detroit and Kansas City are seven and 14. The Centrals are the two worst divisions in baseball, right? Has to be. I mean, you, you look at these teams, you look at these rosters, and the quality of players cannot even equally or it's not even close to the to the West and the East. It's crazy. I was thinking about putting um, kind of doing like a fantasy draft and doing the NL Central to the NL East and seeing how many players from the NL Central starters could actually start on NL East teams. And I, I don't think it'd be very good. God, I mean, like, well, this is the American League Central. Let's just look at it compared to the AL East and take Baltimore yeah. out. So starting on the Yankees, Toronto, Tampa, or Boston, anybody from the AL, anybody from Minnesota, Buxton, Correa, anybody else? I don't think I so. Don't, I don't think so, no. Cleveland, J-Ram, Quan, maybe? Maybe uh, Framil Reyes, possibly. Maybe. The White Sox, Tim Anderson, um, Moncada I, I play healthy. I play Vaughn. Lou Bob, Luis Robert Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess Abreu. Detroit. Baez. Yeah. Uh, and then Kansas Tor- City. Tork for the prospect status. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kansas City, like nobody's playing well. I wouldn't start Bobby Witt on any of these teams. Benintendi. Yeah. I mean, maybe Benintendi, but like I said, it's pretty slim right now. I don't know. Um, let's talk Minnesota first. They're nine and one in their last 10. They are tied with New York for the hottest team in baseball right now. The Yankees have won nine in a row. They're nine out of their last 10. Minnesota's nine out of their last 10. Again, they're 13 and nine. They have a three game lead on the division right now. You know, if the White Sox don't get really healthy, I think Minnesota could win this division and win it convincingly. You've got a takeaway per side. What's your takeaway from Minnesota so far? Joe Ryan is my takeaway right now. He's pitching like an absolute ace, and you could see it coming last year with his expected ERA and his expected FIP and how he did through the first five starts of his career. It looked really good. Um, the The strikeout rate is in the 30s. The walk rate is under 10, and that's that's been his thing his entire career. He has never had a walk rate over 10. And for me, I really like command pitchers. I like guys who can throw their best stuff where it needs to be placed, and he's doing just that. So his walk rate is a little bit up, yep. uh, but his ground ball rate is up substantially, and his baseball savant page just bleeds red. <laughs> I hear you. Um, Ryan is striking out 30% of hitters, which is on par with what he was doing last year as a 25-year-old. My thing with him is he leads the American League in hits per night. He's given up 10 hits in yeah. 23 innings. So this guy is just oozing soft contact. 
average exit velocity against him down a mile per hour, 85.2 miles per hour. There is nothing but soft contact coming off of Joe Ryan. And Arm and I were just talking about Joe Ryan on the Just Baseball show. Um, this is the type of guy that does not have blow off the page stuff, right? He doesn't necessarily have that crazy high spin fastball or that slider with insane horizontal run. He's got that invisible fastball that Aram was talking about, where it has just enough spin, but it comes from a low slot and he locates lot, it well across deception. the top of the zone. Yeah, yeah, ton of deception. And then the slider works off of the fastball really well, where it's tight and it's got some vertical hump to it. So the way those two pitches complement each other has him looking like the one for Minnesota right now. And they so badly needed good pitching. He's a large reason why they're the division leader, I think. Yeah. And let me throw this at you real quick. This is something that I, this might be the first time I've ever said it, (laughs) but do you think Joe Ryan to get that hits per nine down should maybe throw some more balls? You know, Um, yeah, so I hear you on that. Just my to answer, try to get more chases and less contact was my line of thinking there. But my thing with this is like the severity of contact is already so low. Right. So yeah. weak. I don't care. Like do, keep doing what you're doing. It, yeah. Honestly, if I'm the pitching coach, if I'm if I'm a data intern in the twins front office right now, I'm saying, don't you talk know what? To him. Screw it. Step away from the laptop. Just keep on doing what you're doing. I'm not going to say shit to you. Yeah, and his left on base percentage, which is something I probably have never used, is a ninety-eight point six percent. Yeah, nobody is scoring right now off of Joe Ryan. It's no, he's got crazy. a one one seventy RA. He's phenomenal. Yeah, Cleveland is ten and twelve. They're three back. What's your story with Cleveland? Some some hitters are really impressing me that you wouldn't think would impress me. Yeah. Uh, Miles Straw, Josh Naylor, and Owen Miller are the three that I wanted to talk about. Owen Miller has a WRC plus over 200. We know what he's been doing. He was out with COVID last week, or maybe two weeks ago. Last mm-hmm. week, two weeks. But w- what did you say before we started recording? Five hits in the, in the past five games? or he's, was got, it... he's got base hits in five of his last eight games. Yeah, so he, he's not slowing down right now. Obviously, he will come back down to earth, but... This could be a pretty productive season from Owen Miller, a guy who you didn't really think before the season started that he could really do anything for this team. But, you know, with him, anything plus offensively for Cleveland, they really need it. And Josh Naylor is a guy who has been doing just that. Crazy little stat thing that I saw when I was looking up some of his numbers before we started. His expected batting average and his batting average are exactly the same. (laughs) So he's kind of doing what... He should be doing in a sense. His hard hit rate is almost 44%. His max EV right now is at a 110. That's good for a 142 WRC plus. He only has 50 plate appearances so far, but he doesn't walk or strike out. And for a outfield that really needed some help before the season started, he might be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, uh, good transactional news for them. They DFA'd Bobby Bradley. They, that was big yeah. for them. So you're looking at, you're mentioning all the, you know, the the bats that are surprising right now. I'm going to throw yeah. one more in there. And by the way, we aren't even mentioning our top two at the moment and Quan and J-Ram. <laughs> J-Ram's got yeah. 28 driven in. Next highest total in Major League Baseball is 21. This dude is blowing the doors off of Major League Baseball right now. Um, but we knew that J-Ram was a superstar. And Quan, I mean, Stephen Quan through 16 games is still hitting 340 with a 911 OPS. Um, so you get Bobby Bradley's ABs 
off the roster. That was great. So you DFA him. Bobby Bradley was two for 17 with nine punch outs. So he's off the roster. You brought Gabriel Arias, who's one of your top prospects, up for a doubleheader. You sent him down, but then you brought Richie Palacios up. And Palacios has started his big league career five for 15. So Palacios is just another one of those guys that can fill in anywhere and be a dynamic offensive player for you anywhere. Obviously, these guys are not going to sustain the start that they've had. Um, I'm curious what this offense looks like when everybody comes down to earth. Because 10 and 12 with all these overperformers tells me that they might not be that good by July or August. Is that fair to say? I think so, definitely. I think Quan's still going to have a productive season. Don't know about Owen Miller. Like I said, that would be great for Cleveland if he could turn in a, a decent year. Josh Naylor, he's always had upside in the past. He hasn't really lived up to his prospect hype. So maybe that that stays not at 313, but maybe 270, 260. Yeah. Um, Miles Straw, the other guy who I mentioned, he's turning in a similar year to last year so far. The WRC plus is always going to be average just because of his quality of contact. His slugging percentage doesn't really get above 400, but he doesn't strike out. Uh, He's starting to walk a little bit more, 4% jump in that, but he doesn't swing and miss. He doesn't chase and he's a very fast runner. So he's, he's a little bit of a dynamic player for them. Yeah. Before we move on, just quick thing on the mound with their ACE. Shane Bieber is two miles an hour slower with his fastball than he has ever been in his major league career. Uh, the spin is also 200 RPMs lower than it has ever been in his career. I'm slamming the panic button on Shane Bieber. I think the shoulder is not 100%. I think this is going to be an entire year thing. And I'm worried that Bieber is not going to have a year. Um, that is Shane Bieber-esque. You know, like if there's anybody that can work around a nagging injury, it's Shane Bieber. We know how good the, the breaking stuff is. So even if it's his B-plus breaking stuff, that's better than 90% of the league's A-plus breaking stuff. Um, but I don't think Bieber is going to be that anchor every fifth day that Cleveland needs to survive and try and snatch a wild card spot. Yeah, and with him maybe not living up to expectations by the end of the year, it's it's not going to be tough for them per se, but I was doing a deep dive on Cal Quantrill today, yeah. and his his numbers aren't very good right now. Um, Savali, I like him, but he he could maybe be a little bit better. Um, so that that leaves the staff if Plesac either doesn't do good or lands back on the injured list. That leaves the staff to Zach Plesac. We've talked about him in the past on this state of the division, and it's it's it. I, I don't think that they're going to do too horribly in the pitching department, but definitely will kind of help out um, with having that quality depth in, in Plesak, McKenzie, and Savali, and even Quantrill when he's good sometimes. Um, but, you know, just the quality of, of depth is there for them. So the White Sox are 9-13 and 13 at the moment. They just wrapped up a series with Anaheim yesterday, and Dylan Cease looked like a, a Cy Young Award winner. Um, he threw, what, seven innings of one-hit ball, shutout, 11 punch-outs, no walks. That is not the Dylan Cease you're going to get every fifth day. Um, there are times where he's going to walk five guys, but that's what he looks like when the stuff is on. Um, my thing on the White Sox, and, and I'll let you take it after I just kind of drop my overarching thought, because this is the team that I pay attention to every day. Like They have a ton of great top-end talent, and I think we knew that. 
a lot of their top end talent is hurt. Yohan Moncada just started his rehab assignment with AAA Charlotte. So, you know, hopefully that goes well and Moncada joins the fold soon. But Luis Robert been somewhat underwhelming. Tim Anderson's been good. Andrew Vaughn has been great. Dylan Cease has been fantastic. They lack depth right now. They seriously lack depth. Depth wins championships. That's that's going to be my new my new uh, slogan. Good. Might have that's to trademark that. Yeah. But it I mean it, it it really does. When you have a team like the White Sox that has all that talent going into this year, you thought that they would win the division. For sure, I I thought last year before the year I I agreed with that statement. But we talked about it in the past. Bullpen's hurting. Um the 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 bench only has three players on it, which I'm not sure if that's a usual thing for the White Sox. I guess they they don't keep as many on the bench, but that gives you a backup three options of Reese McGuire, Lurie Garcia, who for some reason was hitting third a couple weeks ago, yep. and then Adam Engel. Let's let's talk about Garcia hitting third. What's what's up with that? Uh, Tony Larusa, you want to get it? You want to go any deeper on that? I I think he <laughs> I think he's not a good manager in 2022. I think he's a Hall of Fame manager. Um, yeah. I, I think that he accumulated that from 1980 to 2010. I think since then he's been washed. And in 2022, he's a waste of space in the dugout. Enough said. There we go. Thoughts from a White Sox fan. Um, but, you know, <laughs> that's that. Um, yeah, I mean, like they're running out Jake Berger for 16 games. They, I think they just optioned him down to Charlotte. Um, and I like Jake Berger, but like, this team lacks some serious depth right now. They're going with 12 bats, 14 arms at the moment, May 30. It's going to have to go to 13 and 13. Um, I'm curious what they're going to do offensively. But again, I think this team lacks depth. And until they get fully healthy, I can't look at them uh, for sure. Not as world series contenders. I can't even look at them as the division winner until they get fully healthy. Is there anybody in the minor leagues right now who's worthwhile to bring up prospect wise? To bring up to the big league club? Yeah. Is there no. any top-end talent in that system? Your mean Mercedes is still in Charlotte? Well. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely think about it. it. It really can't hurt you right now with the bench that you have. I believe the two people who got sent down today were Danny Mendick and Anderson Severino. So yeah. I think I think Berger is safe. Berger's for still there. Now. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Mendick, I actually... I enjoy him as a quadruple A guy. I think Mendick does a good job of bouncing back and forth. Um, you know, much like a couple of other guys that we've seen, I think Danny Mendick should have his own flight from Charlotte to Chicago. Um, and just like you call the Danny Mendick flight and he just goes back and forth, back and forth. Although I think they limit it to five now in a season. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's that. going to hurt him. Yeah, for sure. And then he, he can't log those uh, frequent flyer miles real quick. Uh, we'll go through the two bottom dwellers right now. Detroit, the good, they've got the best bullpen ERA in baseball. Detroit's got a lights-out bullpen. The bad, they don't have impact production in impact places. The starters are hurt. The bats aren't good. It's really going to be a brutal year for the Tigers. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And if you asked a, let's say, good baseball fan, maybe in between like a casual and an very advanced hardcore baseball fan if they could name one pitcher in this bullpen i don't think that they could do it i mean i i it's it, it's definitely going to be hard because gregory soto he's a decent arm for them but 
other than that, there's a couple big names like Andrew Chafin and Michael Fulmer was a big prospect a couple of years ago. Yep. But then then you have some guys like Alex Lang and Will Vest and Drew Hutchinson who may be producing, but you don't know who they are. How about Jacob Barnes, too? You might have no idea who Jacob Barnes is, but one earned run and eight and a third against him, too. Like they are getting contributions from all these guys. Um, but the thing is, Manning's on the 10-day. Mize is on the 10-day. Yeah. Tyler Alexander has a 9 ERA. Erod has a 5-3 ERA. So you're not getting production from the guys that eat the majority of the game for you. You're getting production yeah. on the back end. And when you're already down 4 nothing, what's that going to do for you, right? Offensively, um, there is there are two guys with an OPS north of 800. Austin Meadows at 826. Javi Baez at 833. Both of them were off-season additions. The rest of this team needs time to grow. Torkelson, they need to get Riley Green back healthy and up to make his debut. Um, I was hoping Candelario is going to be a lot better than he is right now. And then I was hoping that Scope is going to be a lot better than he is right now. It may even out. You know, there's some guys on this team, Robbie Grossman being one of them, Austin Meadows, Candelario who are some pretty decent hitters. And I think Candelario is one of the more underrated players in baseball, just based off of what he did last year. There's definitely room for improvement. And I think some of these guys seeing more pitching, getting some more plate appearances under their belt will definitely help. Yeah. With with the stats that they've had for most of their career, Candelario's kind of jumped around a little bit, but he's definitely a decent bat based off of what he did last year. Yeah, and he's not going to hit a buck 64 over 20 games like he is right now. So that's that. Let's wrap with Kansas City real quick. Just a couple of transactions to get out of the way. They promote MJ Melendez. Really good. Really bad. Um, Adalberto Mondesi tore his ACL. Brady Singer optioned down. So none of the arms are throwing well. Is that, is that Granke's K rate? I, I got to find it for you real quick because it's absolutely ridiculous what Zach Granke is doing in a bad way. <laughs> Through, uh, here we go. Zach Granke through 22 innings has six strikeouts and three walks. I didn't know that was possible to only strike out six guys in 22 Is that, innings. That has to be the lowest in baseball, right? There's no doubt. That has to be the lowest in baseball. Has yeah, to but, be. I mean, Brad Keller's got a 2-2 ERA. Granke's sub three. Daniel Lynch is sub four, which, you know, is good for, you know, what we're getting there. But Bubich and Carlos Hernandez have not been good. The bullpen's been fine at best. And the offense is still super underwhelming. Andrew Benintendi has been hitting the ball really well. Benintendi's going to get a nice payday because he's in the final year of his contract. So um, that'll be nice. Aside from that, let's see what Melendez can do and uh, shoot for next year if you're Kansas City, right? Yeah, so what's going to happen in that lineup? Are they going to move Salvi to DH and then no. take – no? So no. it's it's going to be Melendez – as the backup, or is he going to be filling in at DH some? I think Melendez is going to get some DH at-bats and maybe some first base at-bats, and he's going to spell okay. Dozier and Carlos Santana. Because Santana, spoiler alert, still can't hit. He's hitting 136 through 18 games. So I you know, I think Melendez is a better option than Carlos Santana. I think Melendez is a better option than Hunter Dozier. But defensively, I think Melendez is a better option than Sal Perez, and he should be DHing. Yeah, if I had to construct this lineup, I'd probably say Perez to DH, Dozier to the bench, and then Melendez catching because catcher defense is important. I mean, it's probably the most defensive-minded position on the baseball field. Yeah. So it, it, it would definitely be in their best interest to have him play there. And do you think now they're a lock to lose the division? 
I do. I do think now they're a lock to lose the division, um, especially with Mondesi done, torn ACL. Um, yeah. They only have wit to supply the speed. Michael A. Taylor makes cool catches, but I don't think this offense is thrilling enough, and I think this pitching is in a really bad spot. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. This was the uh, state of the division. This was the state of the division for the American <laughs> League Central. We'll get the AL West with Kendall McKee and T. Wright tomorrow.